You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame Athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, folks, we are going to update you on the final recruit in the 21 class as we were waiting for confirmation of him signing with Notre Dame. Logan Diggs, the running back who was possibly going to LSU. We're going to talk about that to start the show. We will then fill you in on the new safeties coach taking over for Terry Joseph. And then lastly, the iconic Jack Nolan is officially retiring. We're going to pay some tribute to him and talk about him for the remaining parts of of the show. Before we get into that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, joined by Ryan Roberts, who is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So, Ryan, we were waiting yesterday when we did our National Signing Day final piece there to hear about what was happening with Logan Diggs, the three-star running back recruit, who was a little bit upset when Audric Estime announced that he was coming to Notre Dame and the four-star running back obviously is going to rattle a three-star guy who thought he was the only guy in the class and completely thrown and caught off guard. There was a little bit of a disconnect there with the relationship. However, after it may be seeming that he wasn't going to sign, he does choose on National Signing Day to pick Notre Dame and he is officially a part of this recruiting class in the final piece. So first, you know, Ryan, are, are you at all surprised at, by this? Because it seems like the writing on the wall, and especially what Tom Loy had said, uh, it, it seems like it made a lot of sense that he was coming back. Yeah, when we spoke to Tom Loy, when we spoke to Mike Singer as well, they both were like pretty you know, positive that Logan Diggs would ultimately be in the class. You know, They hadn't heard much buzz around, I guess, the LSU thing, and, and it just seemed like it was just a matter of time type of thing. So I wasn't super surprised. The whole situation was just a little weird to, to begin with, honestly, because Logan was obviously in the class pretty early. He was the, the only running back signed, but Notre Dame was always recruiting other running backs. So it wasn't like it was a foregone conclusion that he was the only running back in the class. And for whatever reason, when the Audric Estime offer went out there and he he decided to commit, it sat weird with Logan. I don't know if there was just like a not great communication between the two parties. I'm assuming, you know, that's obviously – just speculation on my part, but it's nice to have the young man into this class because what we have now is a nice combination of runners. Because we talk about Audric Estime, who's 215 plus pounds already, super physical running back out of New Jersey. Logan, at about six foot, 195 pounds, has a little more juice to him, has a little more shiftiness, a little more quickness. So I think it's going to be a really nice pairing down the line because we have the, you know, the depth chart pretty much set, at least the top two with, um, with, with, uh, Kyron Williams. Oh man, I just lost my mind. Okay, hey, look, yeah. like he, uh, cut, for anybody who doesn't know, for anybody who doesn't know, Ryan has a pass, and I, I know I didn't. Oh. I, I was surprised. I forgot to ask how you know how everything went the, the last week. I did mention it on Friday why you weren't there, but if for anyone who's like, why does Ryan sound like he's losing his mind and like he's going uh. insane? You just had a daughter, so. Uh, it's all good. You're not sleeping as much as I get to sleep. So you have a hundred percent of pass when you make a mistake like that. <laughs> it was it was really bad, Joe, because you know it's supposed to be mothers get baby brain, not fathers. But that just absolutely happened. Because I had Chris Tyree on the front of my front of my mind for some reason. Kyron Williams' name didn't come to me, even though he's one of the 
outstanding running backs <laughs> in college football. But we have the top two set with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. The next question is, what's the next wave? And I think combining Logan Diggs' style with Audric Estime is a big deal. And beating out LSU, who gave them the, the gave um, Diggs the late offer as a Louisiana kid, being able to hold off them with the extra you know month of, of ability to recruit him is a big deal for Notre Dame, and I really do like the pairing overall for them. So yeah, we'll give you a you know a slight pass here for a couple weeks, but after a month, if you're still doing it, then I think we might have to find a replacement. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> no, but sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but Estime I think really makes sense as a different style to the running back position, and overall, you're going to recruit a lot of running backs. And I, and I mentioned this to you off air, and, I was, and when we heard about him potentially not coming, like it doesn't make sense to get upset as a running back when they recruit other running backs, especially at a school like Notre Dame. There's very few schools who will recruit a guy to play for all four years. It just doesn't happen. A lot of these teams are going to try and get as many guys as possible and use as many of them as possible. And if you have aspirations to play in the NFL, it's better to be in a system in a situation like that where you have less tread on the tires so you have less injury issues, and then you can go into the NFL and teams aren't worried about that kind of stuff. And I I think you look at the mold of what – Alabama has created at their running back position where these really talented young guys will sit and then eventually get onto the field. Like at one point they had TJ Yeldon, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, like all of these guys in one running back room. Kamara ends up leaving and ends up at Tennessee, but you just have to wait your turn. He'll get opportunities to get on the field. If you go out there and work your ass off and bust your butt, you're going to play. They're not recruiting you because they want you to sit on the bench. No, they want to recruit you so that your freshman year, you bulk up, you get in good shape, you get to your second year. Maybe you can get out there on special teams, return some kicks, uh, run down on kickoff. And then your junior year, when it's you and Audric Estime, you guys are the two running backs, and whoever does the best is probably going to get the lion's share of carries. But... You know, you're probably going to split some time. I, I would assume that Logan Diggs might be a little bit more um, third down usage at that period of time. But overall, though, Ryan, like, what are what should Notre Dame fans expect from Logan Diggs in terms of like the style of running back that he is? Well, I, I think when you mentioned Alabama and the pipeline of running backs that they have, like LSU's the same way. You know, back a little bit, a little further back, Jeremy Hill, and then into Darius Geis and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, there's a lot of great running backs. So the minute that LSU offers a young man like this, you know that Logan Diggs has the talent to be that type of football player. Obviously, he doesn't have quite the physical profile that Estimi has in terms of power. But again, he's a guy that you're going to try to manipulate a little more space. You're going to try to get him on the edges. He's a little more juice to him. He has some long speed to a degree. He has some insane quickness. So I, I think that is upside down the road, you know, because we're probably not going to see him, like you said, a huge impact and probably to his third year on campus, maybe second year if when uh, Kyron Williams probably ultimately leaves. So we'll probably might get a glimpse of Logan Diggs in 2022. But for me, long term, I think that he's a guy that will – I don't know if he'll ever be the lion's share of the bulk as far as a runner, but I think when you combine his impact both as a runner and as a receiver, he's going to be a valuable member of the offense. I think it might be in a similar vein to how Chris Tyree is used this year as a true freshman. Probably not a heavy workload, but he's a guy that just brings a different element to the offense that I think Notre Dame fans are going to get – really accustomed to and be really excited about in the future. Yeah, certainly a great addition to have to the recruiting class. Good final piece, I think, to wrap things up as we already pretty much knew all of the other players that were expected to be coming to Notre Dame. So Logan Diggs, welcome to the Fighting Irish, welcome to the family, and we are going to be looking forward to seeing what kind of contribution you can provide in the future. 
Coming up, we are going to discuss the latest on who is going to be the next safeties coach. Hint, hint, it is a guy who is already here. Bigger hint, it was somebody who had a small role on the roster. We're going to get to that soon. Before we do, though, let's talk about Bet Online. The Super Bowl is this weekend. We are so freaking close. And if you haven't signed up for Bet Online, you need to do it. You have not a lot of time left to put some money in your account so you can bet on this game. Maybe if you have a couple you know, fun prop bets that you want to try out or maybe you, you want to put together a parlay on some specific things, go do it. Have some fun. Make the game a little bit more enjoyable if you're not rooting for either team. And if you're going to do that, there's only one place that has you covered, one place that you can trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome Bonus. Again, if if you want to just make a little bit of money and, and make the game interesting for yourself, if you're not the type of person that can watch a game that is not your team and you're you're not as interested in it, make it more interesting. Give yourself somebody to root for who you think is going to win. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, we've got an update on the coaching staff. We said that once we knew who was going to be, we were going to provide an update. It is not as exciting of news as I think we thought it was going to be, but it is news nonetheless. Chris O'Leary is expected to take over as the safeties coach. Um, He was recently a graduate assistant with the team since 2018. He was a graduate assistant at Georgia State from 2015 to 2017. He was also the safeties coach at Florida Tech, and he played receiver at Indiana State. So now, full circle, he is officially on the staff. He is officially his first role. Are you at all surprised that it is not a uh, you know an outside hire, maybe a bigger name as we were talking about? I, I'm definitely surprised. You know, this wasn't one that was on my radar. I hadn't heard anybody talk about this possibility. You know, from you know elevating from within with a guy like Chris O'Leary. I want to hold my judgment on it. Um, you know, uh, from the outside perspective, like I was a little underwhelmed, you know, just because it wasn't a guy with a great resume. It wasn't a guy that I knew too much of. Like when Terry Joseph came here, like he had, you know, a pretty solid resume. So it was something that you get a little excited about. I, But I don't know Chris O'Leary. I, I haven't heard him speak too much. I don't know people that are around him that can speak for his, not only his character, but his football, you know, intelligence. I'm assuming if this move was made from within that Marcus Freeman sat down with him and said, and, you know, had a conversation and he was probably impressive. So I'm going to wait to, to, for, to uh, put my full judgment on this hire for Chris O'Leary. Definitely a little surprising, not something I was expecting, but it's kind of a wait and see hire. Cause if, if there, if this happened, this happened for a reason, he must be an impressive guy. I'm definitely going to be doing further research as we move up here. And I want to hear a lot of interviews that he does just to hear you know, not only how he displays himself and he, you know, puts himself out there and his ideologies about the game, but just hear what 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 his experiences have been like and what what kind of shapes him as a coach. I think that's going to be very important. 
But I will say that Notre Dame fans, let's just wait on this one a little bit. Let's not rush to judgment too much because, you know, hiring Clark Lee at one point was not the flashy hire, quote unquote, but that turned out really Mm -hmm. well. So let's hope that Coach O'Leary has the same effect. Yeah, I was honestly thinking this was going to be a big name, possibly grab somebody from another program or somebody who was in a smaller role or was not being used as much. This kind of screamed to me that they probably could go hire someone from Cincinnati, like we talked about, someone that Marcus Freeman knew, or I think something that could have made sense is a recently fired NFL coach that was on a staff that wasn't doing well. Like that, I think, could have made a lot of sense to me. But this also is not what I expected, but I understand the philosophy behind it because if you're going to hire someone from another program, another big program that has been around for a few years, why not hire the guy that's been a part of your coaching staff? And the other possibility that comes into play here, maybe there were other teams that were interested in Chris O'Leary to do other things. And I'm not saying that that Alabama or Texas was calling him up to hire him to do something, but I would expect an ambitious young person like Chris O'Leary to be applying to other jobs and then saying, well, coach, I want to go do something else and get a real position coach job, but if you guys hire me as a safeties coach, I want to stay. And you already have that established connection. No matter who they interview, that already created rapport is going to benefit him. You've already been there for two years. This is typically what we see happen. A graduate assistant who has been a graduate assistant at multiple schools and for multiple years, he's coached the position at a Division II school in Florida Tech, which no longer exists. Um, You will usually, those guys will get eventually get hired after a couple years or they'll leave for somebody (coughs) else. You can't stay a GA for forever because it just doesn't pay any money. It's not worth it. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, again, like I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting and taking this one in because what my original thought process was, hey, Marcus Freeman, I, I would think would have you know full reign to maybe get his defensive staff. So I was expecting an outside hire just off of that simple fact, like maybe, right. maybe it's somebody familiar from Cincinnati or Ohio State, like somewhere around those programs where he's been. But you know, I think that there is something to be said about. I talked a lot about Coach Freeman being comfortable in his situation, in the surrounding that he has not been in before. Having people that have been in the room around you on your defensive staff, I think does play a role and does it can be advantageous to your success. And again, hey, let's wait and see what Coach O'Leary does. Obviously, he must be a, a darn good candidate for the hire with, with, from within because I would think that Coach Freeman would have some outside pull here. But he apparently knocked the interview out of the park. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he ultimately does bring to this defensive staff that I'm very excited about. And if we're also being completely honest with ourselves, this is the one position group I would argue pretty much coaches itself. <laughs> like, how, how much more coaching does Kyle Hamilton really need? You know, there's other guys that maybe need to be worked on a little bit, but if there's a, a bit of a learning curve for him to get settled in, I'm more comfortable with him doing it with the safeties group because there's not much that you you can mess up with Kyle Hamilton. Well, you need to figure out another safety though. That's so true. There is something you need to Let figure Marcus out. Let Marcus Freeman you know, figure I, it out. Well, he's a linebacker coach, man. He just coaches linebackers, you know, and put his system in. You know, you got you got to you got to trust your your positional coaches to work with the guys in day in and day. Out. I agree with you though. Hey, if you are going to take over a position this year, we have two spots in the secondary at safety, obviously. Now, 
hey, like obviously we need to create a little bit of depth, but you do have the best player on the roster in that positional group, which gives you, in theory, more time to worry about the rest of the football players in this yeah. you know, at safety. So I'm excited about it, man. Like, you know, the safety position, I think there's some upside there with with Hamilton and Houston Griffith hopefully, you know, taking a jump and DJ Brown and a, and a couple of the younger players like Litchfield Agilon. Like, there's some guys there that I'm excited about. And I think O'Leary has a good array of players to get his feet wet and then, you know, ultimately get, you know, get an opportunity here to coach one of the best football players in all of college football. Yeah, yeah. And looking forward to see what happens here with this defensive unit. Extremely excited, especially with Marcus Freeman. Only place that we can go from here is up with the uh, the new personnel and the new coaching staff. Coming up, we are going to pay tribute to uh, Jack Nolan, just to touch on his announced retirement. Uh, before we do, though, folks, Ryan, can you talk to our listeners about Rock Auto? Yeah, I, I don't have to tell anybody out there that sometimes car repairs can be a real pain in the butt. So when you go to chain stores... They usually have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com, on the other hand, their prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will dictate, kind of like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for, for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selections reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers subscribe to the new locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts ryan we're going to wrap up today's show not going to spend a whole lot of time on this but i think something that definitely earned discussing it for a full segment and touching on it jack nolan the longtime play-by-play voice for football and basketball with um wndu which is the radio station also with a part of the news broadcast just has been a part of the local broadcast for Notre Dame athletics for an incredibly long time since the eighties. And, you know, typically if somebody, if this was somebody else who maybe wasn't there as long, maybe we wouldn't touch on this as much. 
But I, I think that because Jack Nolan and the impact that he had and more so the moments that he was a part of because he was commentating them and the iconic pieces and bits and pieces that he was there for and, and the calls that I can remember from uh, uh, huge wins in basketball and, and um, hearing some of the historical ones from football, I, I think that it was definitely worth bringing up. And I remember when I was younger and and whenever I'd be driving, my dad would always, you know, sit sift through the channels and would always put this put his channel on and I get to hear his call whenever he was a part of it. So Jack Nolan, I, I think it's just fantastic the things that he's done. Whoever is going to replace him is going to have some seriously big shoes to fill. Um and it's kind of interesting because like the NBC broadcast is is essentially the is the television broadcast because that's national specific deal that has been in place for a long time now. And we have not consistently had the same play by play voice for a very long time and the same color analyst for a long time. It has continually rotated between various people. It's almost been a stepping stone, but for Jack Nolan, the role that he has served, it hasn't been one. It has been a a long-standing achievement that he has worked towards when he was younger and an aspiring media personality to where um, he became the recognizable voice of Notre Dame football and basketball for an extremely long time. So I just wanted to pay tribute because um, – I think that he had a fantastic career and he did some amazing things. Um, so hats off to you, Jack Nolan. I know I don't personally know you, but um, wishing you the best in retirement and uh, thank you for all the great memories you provided us with. Yeah, it's really well said because I know when, when you think about memories of watching sports, like obviously we think about the plays that happen, the big games, but those those voices stick with you, man. Because like being a guy that grew up outside of Philadelphia, like going back to like Phillies baseball, like Harry Callis, Eagles football, Merrill Reese, like those legendary announcers really do stick with you. And a guy like Jack Nolan for Notre Dame football and men's basketball has been that guy that you know th- that voice has just kind of been ingrained in you for as a spectator watching these games and the memories that you build over the years. So I just would like to reiterate the same the same message here that Joe did. Hats off to Jack Nolan. Obviously, a lot of great memories that he is taking with him that we we like we don't know him, but we are ultimately enjoyed it with him. You know, those right. moments stick between both of us. That's that kind of like the the bridge between the game and and watching it on TV and the spectators and the fans there. So uh, hats off to Jack Nolan. Obviously, a legendary announcer. Uh, it's been a been a pleasure to hear and, and uh, you know to, to hear the play-by-play from him for a long time here and he will be solely missed and I, I hope that Notre Dame really knocks the next hire out of mm-hmm. the park because he's they obviously have some big shoes to fill with, with and that. I think that's the perfect way to put it is that you know some people might not really have that connection and maybe acknowledging hearing his voice for so long but just like think of all the times you've been listening to into a game and you're extremely excited about something that's happened in a in a basketball game um it's been because of Jack. It's been because he's been commentating it. Maybe not on every broadcast, but you should be able to connect those feelings with the way that he's commentated it. And one of the things that I think is very underrated that people just don't understand, being a play-by-play broadcaster, it is not easy to properly convey the right thing in crucial, important moments. And I think that he's always done that, and that is a big reason why I'm a fan of his. I'm a big dork when it comes to talking about 
media personalities, play-by-play, color commentators. I follow that stuff because that was what my career path uh, was intended to be, and that was what I majored in in college. So I really wanted to talk about this, and and folks, maybe you don't share the same sentiment. You didn't want to listen in. If you have a favorite memory, let us know at Locked On Irish. Um, please also follow Ryan and I at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. That's it for today's show. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Monday we are going to provide a recap on the Notre Dame Georgia Tech game, so stay tuned for that. Hit us with the subscribe button and uh, leave a five star review. If you're looking for something else to tune into, head on over to Locked On Bets or Locked On Today. Enjoy your weekend, folks, and enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you later.